Hello and welcome to Your Money or Mission, the show that helps you maximize your wealth by turning complex financial situations into actionable advice. Powered by Johnson Financial Group. Today, we are going to answer three caller questions all about today's housing market, including the best financing strategy to get your first home, what housing inventory could look like in 2024, and if you should invest in rental property right now. Today, my guest is Lauren Fellows. She is Vice President of Mortgage Production and Origination for Johnson Financial Group and has over 20 years of experience in this area. Thank you for being here, Lauren. Thanks for having me. Happy to be here. Great. So we know the housing market is a critical piece of our economy. We've seen significant increases in pricing, low inventory, and now we have the highest interest rates that we've had in 20 years. Lauren, a number of our listeners are hoping you have some guidance, particularly for first-time homeowners or home buyers. Excuse me. Um, Let's take our first question from Justin. Hey, Kelly. I got married a year ago, and I've been saving for a down payment on a home but we're hearing that it's impossible to get anything without paying way above asking and also having a cash offer. What's the best financing strategy you can suggest so that we have a shot at our first home? That is a great question. Justin, first of all, congratulations on the wedding. Um, Markets are always evolving. We are certainly in a different market today than we were three years ago, but historically over time, this is not terrible interest rate wise. Talk to my parents. Um, they say they purchased their homes and the interest rates were in the teens. So while we are in a different market than we were a couple years ago, and it's absolutely valid that inventory is tight these days, um, the best advice I have is being prepared and being patient. Um, this market is going to dictate that you are working with a realtor that's in your corner. Um, we recommend working with a buyer's agent so that you've got somebody that's advocating for you, knows the market, can help you navigate various negotiations. Um, and then when purchasing real estate done correctly, it is always a strong and wise long-term financial investment. I mean, rent is 100% interest, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, your question is smart, Justin. Um, and what we recommend is to... Talk to a loan officer first, um, get a budget in place. And as you're out negotiating, as you're out looking at homes, before you fall in love with the home, talk to that lender, find out what your guardrails are. What is your budget? What do you, um, what can you afford? What is comfortable for your family? And stay within those guidelines, so to speak, within that budget as you're out looking for homes. It feels urgent while you're out there, um, but be patient. This market is going to dictate that you are patient with the process. It might take you several offers to get that accepted offer, but there is certainly plenty of real estate that is transacting um, in this environment, and um, it's just going to take, again, budgeting, some pre-planning, some patience, having a realtor in your corner, having a lender that can help you understand what your budget is, and then just staying within that framework as you're out looking for the home. There are certainly, um, lenders are gonna ask, what we will ask for is um, to pull credit. We're gonna ask you for some income and asset documentation to help you dial in on what your budget is. And if you are searching online for some financing and it takes you two seconds to produce what's referred to as a pre-approval letter, it's likely not a pre-approval letter. It should take a little bit of time. It doesn't need to take weeks 
Um, we can turn around pre-approval letters, fully underwritten pre-approval letters are what the market is going to want to see from a buyer. Um, what that means is that we've actually reviewed your income. We've pulled credit. We know you have the capacity to write an offer so that when you are talking to that um, real estate agent or when you're ready to pounce on a house, you are in a position to be able to do so, which puts you in the most competitive spot and gives you the most confidence as a buyer that you have the ability to manage that payment. Um, and it also helps you understand if negotiations, if there's counter offers and such, right? So you write an offer at X price and then the seller counters back, you know what your max limit is on that. Like, okay, we're not going above X price because that's not A, a comfortable payment for us, or B, that's beyond what we're pre-approved for. It also, having that letter in hand from a local lender like Johnson Financial Group is going to give you a bit of a competitive edge over what's referred to as a pre-qualification letter. Pre-qual letter says, eh, we've kind of looked at some of this stuff, but we haven't validated any of it. If you actually take the steps to talk to a lender, it's going to put you and Justin, you and your family in the best position to um, be a competitive buyer, but also to be a, a buyer that people take seriously. That makes a lot of sense, Lauren. So I, I'm hearing a lot about people paying over asking price because of the inventory situation. And you talked about setting up those guardrails. Is there a, a rule of thumb that you have people think about or look at when, when they're trying to outbid and they get a little emotional, I may be right. in that category. Right. <laughs> right. right. Um, you want to think about, and the realtor is going to guide the uh, guide you um, in terms of what that market can fetch for that house, right? So people are paying more in some cases. It's not, it's not 100%, um, but people are in some cases, if they really love the house and they think that the seller will accept you know, five grand. We see what are, what are referred to as escalation clauses right now. So um, the realtors will write into an offer. We will, um, we want to have our offer accepted, so to speak. So they will say, we'll pay you $5,000 above and beyond what the um, highest price that you've received is. It's called an escalation clause. We're seeing more and more of that in this market, but you also want to take into consideration the what you can get as a return on that investment, right? So real estate, again, being a part of your long-term financial portfolio, you don't want to overspend and not be able to get a return on that investment over time. The good news is, though, that real estate is for, you know, is generally, if you, pur if you purchase it correctly, you are going to have a solid return on that investment over time. Um, it will, you build equity by being in that home, uh, and that the flip side of the high interest rate environment is that people are receiving higher premiums for their homes right now. So if you are a homeowner, realizing that's not where Justin is right now, but if you are a homeowner, you have likely greater equity in that home, which you can then parlay into um, a greater down payment on the next house. So while the interest rate might be higher, you might be able to get a lower loan on the next house because you have built greater equity. So while we're in a higher interest rate environment, the other positive thing about a higher rate environment is you're also receiving a higher rate on your savings. So we have um, the assets that you might have invested, the assets that you might have saved can actually get you a better return on investment right now as well because the interest rates that we're paying are greater, um, which helps you earn a little bit more there, right? So yeah, that makes sense. There's a balance. That makes right? a lot of sense. Thank you, Lauren. Um, let's take our next question. This is from Ashley. Hi, Kelly and Lauren. I have a question. I have recently been saving really hard 
for a home, and I just got pre-approved for a mortgage, and I've been looking, but there is not much out there on the market. Do you think in 2024 the market will be better, or is my better option of building a home? Ashley, I love this question. Um, so like I said to the previous caller, timing the market, that's impossible, right? You're going to make a move when it is the right time for your family when you have some stable income and are, and when that is right for your family, right? So we're certainly seeing right now that um, there's often life events that are triggering people to, to try to move. So if you've been out searching and searching, Ashley, and you're not finding what you want, building a home is certainly a, uh, is a great pivot. Um, we have plenty of builders in the area that, have, um, that would love to work with you. The process is a little different, but basically the same. I mean, the, the going through a construction loan is definitely a, a longer process, um, but it is the qualification, getting pre-qualified, being prepared, things of that nature are still totally relevant, whether you're buying an existing home or you're buying a, or you're looking to build a home. So your realtor can take you out looking for lots. If you settle in on a lot, then the next step will first step, I should back up a minute, is to, again, get pre-approved for a construction right. loan. Talk to your loan officer because there certainly are nuances with construction financing that are a little different than what they are with uh, purchasing an existing home. Uh, but that process, the way it works, ultimately, you're making interest-only payments during the construction phase. So you find a house, you settle in on a builder, and then the builder will give you some contracts, blueprints, specifications. They'll say, here's what we can build for you at this price, once you've gotten to the point of deciding, yes, that's a comfortable budget for me, then uh, as lenders, what we do is we do an appraisal based on the specs and blueprints of that home, as well as the construction contract, and we can lend you up to subjectively um, X amount of whatever that cost to construct is. So we do offer a variety of loan programs, and we do actually offer a 5% down construction loan um, that can, it, in the same way you can put 5% down on an existing home, 5% down on a construction loan subjective to your loan amount. So again, it is different. There's You want to make sure that if you are putting that money down, that you also have an adequate cash reserve. It's very common for things to come up during the construction phase that um, become some out-of-pocket expenses. Maybe you thought you liked that flooring, and then halfway through the project, you decide, you know what, I think I want to upgrade that flooring a little bit. Those um, upgrades come out of your pocket so that we don't overextend you on the loan amount. So you do want to have some adequate reserves as you dial into a construction, um, thinking you want to build a home. And we'll take you through that whole process again. So again, sit down with your lender, it, it learn what all those nuances are, but it is certainly a viable option. It's a smart option. And this time of year, there are a ton of parade of homes out there throughout the state of Wisconsin. So if somebody is considering purchasing that, like Ashley, or looking into um, new builds, what you can do is um, go through a series of homes that a community might have. I know there's some in Janesville, there's some in the Racine and uh, Kenosha market right now, Milwaukee, the North, the uh, like Green Bay and Appleton, they've got their showcase of homes as well. So there's plenty of these parades throughout the state that are happening this time of year. It's a good way for... Um, people to look through a variety of homes, get a feel for what builders are offering, the quality of home they build, as well as the style of home, so that you can see kind of what your options are out there. So 
Um, That's really helpful. Lauren, are you seeing an increase in people considering new homes because of the inventory that maybe traditionally didn't look yes. to that avenue? Yes, absolutely. Um, especially it's uh, subjective to the, so we can lend throughout the whole state, right? Mm-hmm. So when I look at our various markets, um, 50% of the um, business that we do in the Fox Valley area, up in Green Bay, Appleton, that area, um, is construction business. So subjectively, there is that's primarily what some communities are doing right now. A, they just might not have the the inventory of home, mm-hmm. right? Um, and so they've got a lot of builders that are building, and those are the options that buyers are going after. So, thank you. Yeah. That's really interesting. We have one more question from Brian. Hi, Kelly. My dad swore by rental property. He and my mom bought their first house as a duplex so they could have rental income. Then they moved and added more rental income in units. I'm thinking about doing the same, but I know that means more expensive financing. What are your thoughts about investment property, and can a first-time home buyer uh, to invest in that type of property? Yes. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's short, great news. <laughs> right? The short answer is yes. So, Brian, your parents sound super smart. Um, the strategy they used is a great way to build your financial portfolio um, in a way that has a bit less upfront expense. So down payment requirements and the source of down payment for investment property is different than it would be on a primary residence. Um, occupancy will dictate, occupancy and the number of units that the property has dictate um, either additional expenses or additional down payment. And the source of that down payment must be, um, if you're purchasing a rental property, it can't be gifted in the same way a primary residence can. So you definitely want to have um, your own savings, right? So typically investment properties are going to require 15% to 20% down. I'd recommend getting to the 20%, the what's referred to as private mortgage insurance, which is a premium you pay when you don't get a full 20% down on a loan is higher on investment properties. Um, so yes, you can put, you, the interest rate is a little higher. Um, the down payment is going to be greater but the, the grants and such that are available for primary residences, first-time home buyers, those aren't available for investment properties. But what we see a lot of people doing, and what it sounds like um, Brian's parents did, which is the smart way to do this, is you can purchase your first home, right? Many people will live in that home for X amount of time, and then when they're ready to move on to the next house, they keep that home and rent it out. Um, it's a way to, A, retain that appreciable asset, right? Mm -hmm. So you still keep that um, piece of real estate within your financial portfolio. And you have received, you know, the down payment that you put on it might have been reflective of you purchasing it as a primary residence, right? So what the rules dictate is that we have to, uh, that your occupancy intention should stay the same and things change Mm -hmm. um, for a couple of years. So we want to see that if, um, it sounds like in Brian's parents' case, they stayed in that home for a while, Um, and then they used it to rent out down the road. So that's one strategy. The other strategy would be, like I said, to just purchase it as a primary or as an investment property out of the gate. Um, So what you want to be looking for in that scenario, again, we will pre-approve you for that. We will make sure that what the payment is, that you can um, get the rent premium out of it and create what we call a net positive cash flow from that property, you're going to have additional expenses. You're going to be paying for the maintenance. You're going to be paying for the upkeep of that property. Um, so if you're in, 
considering purchasing an investment property, you want to make sure, again, that you've got some reserves. You're ultimately responsible for making sure you're providing a safe, sound living place for a renter. Um, but it is a great way to cover a the rent, you know, mortgage payment that you have, principal, interest, taxes, and insurance. And then the smart way to go about it would be to charge even a little bit more than that so that you're creating, again, some net positive cash flow to cover the things like maintenance. You also want to consider, though, what market rents are. You can't mm -hmm. charge whatever you want, right? You're going to be looking at what other homes in the area. And we actually, when we do an appraisal on a rental property, um, the appraisers are required to provide what's referred to as a net um, or a market rent comparable. So they're going to tell us this is what that market, that neighborhood could fetch for rent, right? And so that gives you a good um, landing place in terms of can I get what I want out of this house to make this a, a wise financial investment in terms of the rent versus the payment that you're making. Um, but it's a really wise way to build your real estate portfolio, either you know, taking the home that you live in currently and when you're ready to move on to the next size house, turning that into a rental, don't sell it, um, keep it and rent it out. Um, or we can also help you purchase the property outright if you wanted to just go ahead and purchase an investment property. We can lend up to uh, four units and then anything that would be five units and above becomes more of a commercial transaction. Mm -hmm. um, and the other thing that's required for residential lending if you're purchasing an investment property is that you purchase it in your own name versus the name of an LLC or something. There are some angles where you could, um, where that property could be deeded into what's referred to as an LLC, um, but we do require that when you purchase the property that it's purchased in your own name. If you're purchasing it in the name of an LLC or if you wanna buy it in the name of a business, that becomes more of a commercial transaction than a real estate transaction, or than a residential transaction. That makes a lot of sense, Lauren. Thank you so much. This has been really helpful. Um, and I really appreciate you taking the time to be My with us pleasure. today. I hope it was helpful. It really is. And thanks to everyone listening to Your Money, Your Mission. If you have questions, just go to the show notes, click on the link, type your question and hit submit. We'd love to hear from you. Also, be sure to subscribe so you don't miss out on future episodes of Your Money, Your Mission, the podcast designed to turn complex financial situations into actionable advice, powered by Johnson Financial Group. Products and services offered by Johnson Bank, member FDIC, a Johnson Financial Group company, equal housing lender. Loans are subject to credit and property approval. Bank underwriting guidelines and may not be available in all states. Other loan programs and pricing may be available. Certain conditions, terms, and restrictions may apply based on the loan program selected. The term of the loan may vary based upon program chosen. Property insurance is required. If the collateral is determined to be in an area having special flood hazards, flood insurance will be required.